Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Figure It Out podcast with me, Chandler Collins. The second losing Monday in a row, the Kansas City Chiefs fall last night to the Buffalo Bills 20-17 to at Arrowhead Stadium and are now 8-5 and on the season. What a wildly entertaining game that was um, essentially sealed on a controversial call that's made its way around national media, social media, any sort of media. We'll talk about it here on the podcast tonight with Blaine and Johnny as they join me, as always, to break down the game. Um, just an Just a frustrating, frustrating, frustrating performance from the Chiefs. At times looked so good, at other times looked so bad. And again, mental mistakes cost this team a gigantic opportunity to, to sink a franchise that has been um, a huge part of the story of the Kansas City Chiefs and the Patrick Mahomes era um, early in this season. Unfortunately, it did not happen, and the Bills are fully alive in the AFC picture, but this is a uh, this is a tough pill to swallow. And to my pissed-off surprise last night, Johnny and Blaine somehow took this uh, loss a lot easier or a lot better than I did. I have had a horrible day. I've fought through it, kind of, but man, it's just, it's a game of inches, it really is, and when it gets down to it, that is what lost the football game for the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's hear from the boys. Um, We'll start with Johnny. Johnny uh, had a nice day, took his son and nephew, I think he said, to the park. Let's hear from the kid, Johnny Rowe. Johnny, what's going on, buddy? Well, just to get, just to hit this, you know, right away, like, I'm not, like over the moon, you know, I'm not joyous today, Chandler. So I just did like, I, I just don't think that the sky is falling and uh, frankly, I'm like secondhand embarrassed by a lot of what I'm seeing from, from chiefs fans. So um, yeah, immediately after the game, like Blaine and I were shockingly enough in lockstep and I even texted him. I'm like, I'm agreeing with way too much of what you're saying right now. Is something going on? Uh, cause Blaine and I usually, I mean, not usually, but more often than not, I feel like have some differing opinions. And so it was actually kind of refreshing to have that. Um, definitely considered getting a fl- one way flight to Alaska late last night, uh, as I usually do after losses, but didn't do that. And a ton, you know, a ton to really, in my opinion, break down about the game, but a lot of the same stuff. Uh, I really do view the chiefs as getting better. Um, and, but what they're not fixing in my opinion are like the, the big errors, the big mistakes. And it's, um, it's going to bite you against good football teams. And I think the bills are a better football team than their record indicates. Um, they still have a long way to go to try to sneak into the playoffs, uh, but beating the chiefs there definitely helps their case there. Wayne, what's up, buddy? Yeah, no, I, I mean, it's horrible. It's a horrible loss, but. Um, yeah, same with Johnny. Like you said, we were lockstep of the way we were thinking last night and on Twitter. And um, I don't know, Chandler, I think we tipped you off a little bit with talking about Kadarius. You're like, oh, calling for him to get cut and all this. I just think it's ridiculous. Like that side of this view is ridiculous because a guy like that can make plays for the Kansas City Chiefs down the stretch. Yes, you make mistakes. Yes, it was a horrible mistake. He's been horrible throughout the year. And then Andy Reid goes and says, well, we're so close. We're so close. And then it just boils over for this fan base. But the reality is, take a step back, they are. I mean, they were just as close as you could be in the last two weeks of winning those football games. 
against two really good teams. But also the reality on the other side is, well, that's not good enough, right? Canarias, you got to be better and you can't do that to win football games. My whole thing with it all, to, to kind of summarize it, is I believe that will be good enough come playoff time here as this season is nearly ending, but we're getting this shit out of the way. It, it can't, right? It can't continue to happen, but, you know, that, that's just my hope. Uh, it's frustrating. I, I'm definitely frustrated, but I want to try to see the light. I just think that for me, and this is our, our summary before we really break it down, that the overarching mistakes, the themes of the mistakes seem to really be things that are completely and totally in the Kansas City Chiefs control. Right. Whether that be ball security, whether that be the ability to line up on the football field, which is the easiest thing. Hell, I could go out there and line up behind the football. And what really, really really concerns me is this for the first time in the the Andy Reid era this does not have the looks of a well-coached football team and that is tough to fix in week 14 15 16 17 playoffs there's just you teams have identities we say it all the time on here we thought Detroit had an identity they certainly don't seem to have one what like what are the Chiefs what's our what's our identity can, can you guys tell me what it is? Because I, I don't think – I think we're an identity-less football team, and I think that if it wasn't for our defense, we wouldn't be a very good football team, guys. Am I wrong to say that? But, I mean, that's the, a the defense crazy is part of the football right. team. Yeah, I mean, you can't say that. Right. Okay, okay. What's our, what's our offensive identity? Right. We don't have one. And right. so that no. just makes it more concerning – yeah. As we get deeper and deeper into the month of December and into January. Yeah. I, I mean, I did like the Clyde stepped in there and played well. And you said this a little bit. We kind of got away from that as the game went on. But there were just – it wasn't enough. You know, is Pacheco in there? Does it does it create enough? I mean, he had a hell of a game against uh, Green Bay. And maybe there is a continuingly developing identity. And I know it's week 14, but with some of the injuries and this way this – Receiving core, it's just been a weird year. It's not a normal year for the Kansas City Chiefs, and it may take a full 18 for them to figure it the fuck out. But, yeah, no, you're right. It sucks to not have one right now. I, well, let's I, just, I can't disagree. Let's just go to the offense, and let's start with Clyde. Um, he deserves a lot of flowers today, man. He really does. He, I thought he had a really good football game last night for what he was asked to do. He, You know, he can't just take the ball and run with it. Like, he has to be handed it. And he only got 11 of those opportunities. Um, I thought that he ran effectively. I thought that he was a patient runner. I thought I feel like a lot of the times in early in Clyde's career, and this could have just been a one-off. I'm not giving him all the flowers, but I'm giving him a lot of flowers today. I thought that he was patient in the fact that he was waiting for his blockers to do their job, and it worked several times, I thought. I feel like late or early in his career, he would just run into the back of guys and just fall down for two, and there would be the play. I thought that he was patient. I thought that he saw the holes better than I've seen him do it in a long time. Um, And he, frankly, and Jarek McKinnon, too, they didn't get the ball enough. 15 carries between the two of them, and I know that Pacheco's out and probably would have had a, had a heavier workload, but I didn't see anything from Clyde in the first half to not get him carries in the second half. And that's what I don't understand about this team right now and this offensive side of the football in particular. It seems to me that we are so used to the 
bombs down the field and we got to get the game back in one in one play and I just don't think that our philosophy is good enough when we're when we're losing games right now it's almost like we've regressed in that area and it's um it's very frustrating and you know the Chiefs go down 14-0 early and they just abandon the run I mean it's the first half and we're abandoning the run guys we're abandoning it I don't I just don't get it John do you have anything you on that yeah, um, I think I need to try to get this point across, and this might – I'm not trying to come off as, like, piffy towards you, Chandler, or anything, because, dude, they're just not going to run the ball as much as you want. We're, like, it's 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 like week whatever, 14, 15, it's just not going to happen. We're, we're past the tip. This is an all – let's let it all out. We're at a okay. season where there's no feelings to be hurt. We're <laughs> all in this together. This is a shitty fucking day, and we all need to discuss it, Johnny. Continue. Okay, so, like, there, I don't think – I think giving Clyde these flowers is, like – like, Clyde, Clyde performed in that game, in my opinion, how he has performed every time he's been the lead back. Like, he still only averaged three and a half yards a carry, had a couple catches, and then had a drop. So, like, I just think that that was just your standard – game from Clyde and it still in my opinion wasn't good enough but the whole game just changed at the very beginning with the turnover on the first drive the Chiefs get the ball right to start they go down um, they're moving the ball effectively converted some third downs um, and then they just have a turnover like they've had a bunch in the past uh, for, for this whole season and I, I've seen this point raised a lot and I, and I know Blaine you got your hand up we'll get to you too there's a lot of people that are saying um, we're, we're starting to see the effects of Eric Bieniemy not being here because of the details. I am not here advocating that Matt Nagy uh, deserves any praise. I think he deserves a ton of criticism, um, but I'm not really buying that Eric Bieniemy would be the one fixing all of these details because to me, the game is hinging upon major flaw like turnovers or major issues that happen one or two times per game the two huge ones for me um the Kadarius ref one aside is that turnover on the first drive because you're just all the momentum in the world and I talked to two of my friends who were at the game energy completely zapped out of the building and when that stuff happens right it, we of course get the ball back right after that they don't score um and then we, we have to punt again, it's kind of hard to get the tires going again as fast as they were going on the first drive, right? So so that's one. Let's let's say the Chiefs get, you know, if they get three on that drive, they, they have 20 points for the game if everything goes the exact same. If they get seven, they're at 24 points there, right? Another one is the Rasheed Rice fumble. And then mm-hmm. it had been coming for weeks. We yeah. knew this was going to happen. Um, and it, he'd been de- barely down and just getting away with it, maybe getting it back. You know, guys, if they get touchdowns on both of those drives, we're back to what the Chiefs have been in the past. They would have scored 31 points or or, or it would have gone completely differently, right? So I, I don't think the Chiefs really are that far off from where they need to be. It seems like the coaching staff, Andy was saying that stuff again today. He's like, we're so close every week, right? They say that a lot. I really do think they are. We're just having one or two massive, massive self-inflicted wounds every game 
um, that are screwing us. And let's not act like the penalties are anything new. This is a, hi- a highly penalized team on offense every single year. Um, so, yeah, that's obviously more to talk about. But that, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, the, I don't think the Chiefs look that different. They're just making bigger mistakes than they have in the past. We've talked over the last couple of years. They just keep turning the ball over. When are they going to stop turning the ball over? This is about the time of year where they stop turning the ball over. So hopefully it gets fixed over the last four weeks. Yeah. I, they outscored the Bills in the second half. Now, what, what went wrong in the first half? You went down 14 to nothing, and that changes the way you want to attack as an offensive, you know, from the offensive side of the football. I mean, it simply does. The Chiefs have done it the last three weeks, and it's hurt them. And you're talking about, yeah, well, maybe they do need to establish Clyde a little bit more in this football game, but they had to push the ball down the field at some point. Um, they're facing a lot of third and longs. Uh, you know, with, what do you, what do you want them to do? Penalties, just stupid stuff. So in situations, yeah, it sounds, sounds good to continue to hammer the football. But, man, at 14 to nothing, I was screaming, like, we got to get the ball down the field because it seems so monotonous. Two-yard, three-yard, four-yard, Clyde couldn't pop one. And then whenever they tried to do it um, on that, what was it? They're down 14 to nothing. They ended up punting um, before Josh Allen's interception drive there. Clyde, first and 10, negative two yards. You're backed up. And then they just had to do it again. Right whenever they truly need to run the ball effectively, I feel like they couldn't. But if they were just kind of moving the ball down the field, they were doing it pretty well. But the balance, though, I will say offensively did seem better. Even though Clyde only got 11 carries, I felt like they were able to be more comfortable there in that second half that we obviously haven't seen for a while on this offense. So that's what that's what gives me some kind of hope. But I don't have a ton of positives to, to say about this offense, really, other than until they start scoring more than 20 points a game, Chandler, I'm not going to sit here and be happy jolly. I can't. No. And the the interception to Clyde Edwards-Alaire was just asinine based on the sole fact of that concept of the play. You're going to throw a boundary swing pass to Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who is making his first start in 13 weeks. He was manned up, and you just throw it out there to him and expect him to make a play? I just don't – it's like – it's like I, 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 it's like they see it in practice, and they're like, "Oh, it'll certainly work in a game." No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And it's like, don't you have just a little hesitation when you're driving the ball down the field, you're running Clyde in between the tackles really well, you're moving the ball efficiently, matriculating it down the field, yep. and then you just get across the fifty, and you're like, "Hey, hey, let's try this sexy little number we dialed up in practice on the script instead of just continuing." to run the football the way you had been doing it, Blaine. Yeah. Th- if I'm th- wrong too before you go, sorry. It was a first down pick. I'm not giving it more than second down without doing any research. Second and five. But the, the what I wanted to say, and I have this pulled up, was Kadarius went for 14 yards behind. I think they ran it to the right with Kadarius. Great run. Yeah. And then Clyde put five more. So second and five, second and 10, first down. First and 10 at the 35. Clyde goes for five yards, and then they decide to do that. Now, remember, they did that same play later in a perfect situation, and Clyde went for like 30, right? Do you remember that? But not on second and five after you have two rushes for 20 yards combined. Like, just back-to-back, you felt like the Chiefs were dominating up front to start, and you're right. It just wasn't the right time for it. It really wasn't. Okay. Uh, 
why was it not the right time for it? Like, wasn't it just a really good play by Epinesa? I mean, there's none of that. I think it was just a good play too. It was. I agree. No, no, I agree. But it just seemed like, it just seemed like what was the, what was the positive outcome of that play? A negative two yards, you know, it was like, there was the negative, which was, we were going to throw an interception by a great play by AJ Epinesa, who, by the way, from Edwardsville, Illinois, just outside the St. Louis area, random fact, but the positive at best was a negative two blow up to Clyde. And it just feels like it would have been a drive staller once again. Yeah. The Chiefs are dominating that drive is what they were dominating and imposing their will. And they decided to do something that could remove that. The best version of that play is Clyde for negative two yards. Okay. I think I, I, I'd, uh, I think I think the play is just scrutinized because it, got, it fucking turned the ball over. I don't know. They, I feel like they had him off balance, and like if the play, like if Clyde just run, if we ran it there and he runs into Creed's ass for no yards, I don't know. I don't know. Like I think it. I think that play is just sour because we turned it over and the de- defense made a great. Play. Totally fair. Totally fair. Totally so fair. I mean, I'm I, because that's just the reality of the Andy Reid screen game, right? Like sometimes it's just bad, and it, I mean, obviously you don't want to turn it over, but sometimes it you get like negative two yards, and then sometimes you just randomly break off a play for thirty fives. So I, I I'm obviously frustrated with that play too. I guess I'm just the devil's advocate here. I, I, there's plenty of stuff I'm pissed off about. I'm getting kind of worried because I'm being too nice, but uh, that play just because of the turnover is why it was really frustrating, but well, not as much and- the call for me. Now that I remember the play you guys are talking about, are you guys talking about the throwback-ish screen to Clyde that went for 30? Guys, that's not the same play. Was, yeah. He had a swinging gate. He had a freaking a cow fence in front of him to run behind. And he – there was nobody in the first quarter play. There was nobody out there except for the defender and A.J. Epineza. That's it. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I think – yeah, I think it's just the same thing. For me, like the the Andy Reid screen game is awesome, except when it doesn't work, and that obviously didn't work. Yeah. Sucked. Well, yeah. let's go. Let's maybe transition a little bit more positive here. Um, <laughs> I want to get your guys' take on this. one last one last negative, Chandler. I'm sorry. The the speaking of plays that really ruined the football game for me was that MVS Patrick clearly frustrated with him on that third and twelve. Was it in? Yeah. Uh, ish, that, ish. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't know if I've, I've – we've seen it this year, but Patrick verbally saying, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. is just I, – I, 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 I don't know. But I just had to say something about that play in whole was really the tip of the tip of my frustration. But Dude, he's fucking awful, Johnny. He's horrible. He would have just – we texted about it. He would have – there's just no – obviously, I'm, I'm laying down right now recording this podcast, so it's hard – you know what? I, these guys are out there on the field executing this, but where's the awareness? Just sit in the soft spot uh, that, that that's on the field. MVS would have just indefinitely carried his route all the way to the padded wall sideline behind the benches and just bashed into it. Just sit there. There was one later too. Um, and yeah, let's not put the, there. there's just going to be more negative that pops up. I mean, we don't need to just say like that. I have a bunch of negative that's just going to pop into my head as we go. But, like, there was one where the only target to Sky Moore the whole night, the whole middle of the field is wide open, 
And Sky just needs to slowly, like, just bend the route, sit right there in the void of the zone. But, of course, Sky comes out of his break, panics, slips. Mahomes throws a little bit of a low ball, and it's another incomplete pass. It's just the trust with those guys is not there. It hasn't been there all season. And, uh, you know, the Chiefs just keep making more mistakes than the other team. The thing that really frustrates the most, and I think this should just – Maybe blows it up a little bit more. And I think it blows it up for this, these Chiefs receivers and this team a little bit more. That Both of this declined screen interception and that MVS mishap where we were down 14 to nothing in opposing territory. Like they, they, It seems like they just get all puckered up and just make a mistake or, or something's not there. There's no confidence. I don't know what it is, but um, I don't know. Maybe it's, like I said, down 14 to nothing, everything's – seen at a little higher level and, and talked about as we talk about a little higher level, but it's when you got to make plays and they're not. It just goes back to the point that Johnny made when he was talking to his buddies at the game yesterday and how the energy was just zapped. Well, what also happens is that you see something bad happen and everybody on that side of the football remembers what happened bad against Green Bay, remembers right. what happened bad against Vegas or whoever the hell it was on down the line. And you can't shake those thoughts. Kadarius Tony drops that ball on the sideline early in the first half. I'm telling you right now, he thought back to Detroit. There is no humanly way possible you can't just be like, I don't even remember it. What happened? Like it that stuff builds up, guys. I'm not kidding you. It's the mind, like it's an athlete's mind. Like you make mistakes, you don't forget them very often. It's hard to forget those mistakes, especially. In this day and age, with social freaking media, it's toxic out there. I feel bad for those guys. I actually do. It's bullshit. I'm getting long winded on all this offense stuff, but that's what no, frustrated me. That's what Fuck frustrated that me the most about that last play. Like that last play had a chance to really push momentum forward for the Chiefs for the rest of the year. Like the best play in the NFL for the year. They're getting on Instagram and Twitter after the game and watching this. Let's go. Kadarius, great play. You got the confidence back. Travis made an insane. You got the confidence back. This whole team rolling. You just beat the Bills off an amazing play. And that's why I think Pat even got even more frustrated. They're waiting for a play like that to happen all year. We haven't seen anything like that. And it happened. And it just – it's like it it obviously didn't. It just – you can't get over the hump and can't make that play that can do that to gain confidence for this offense because that's what this offense needs. A play like that wiped away. Is, I mean, where, where do you want to go with this now? I, I'm with, I mean, I'm with you guys. Like, <laughs> do we want to talk about the officials now? Do we want to talk about how the defense held the Bills to 20 points? Uh, the defense wanna, is still good. Yeah. I want to, I want to talk about, uh, I was going to go positive before we went on a five-minute negative tangent. I really was. I swear to the listeners. But I think after a a one-and-a-half-ish game sample size, Wanya Morris could be the left tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs. And this is strictly on a game and a half. I'm fully aware that it could certainly change, but I really liked what I saw from Wanya. And that would really help us in the future, um, especially as we turn towards the end of the season, draft-ish, whatever you have. I liked what I saw from Wanya. The offensive line played well last night. Um, Of course, we had Juwan Taylor penalties, and Creed Humphreys gotten a target on his back with some holds, but they still all played really well, in my opinion. I mean, 
when we continue to get ourselves in third and longs, and the offensive line is to blame for this, but when we continue to get ourselves into third and longs, you know that these pass rushers are just going to pin their ears back, and of course they're going to get home. But Mahomes was only sacked one time, guys. He was only sacked one time, and when you go against a front like that, I don't care. I don't care really what you do. I think that's a good night at the office for the O-line, and Wanya Morris surely at the front of all of that being the left tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs. And so I thought that that was an awesome thing to see. I mean, I never really remember screaming at Wanya very often. Johnny sent a really hilarious text um, in the group after the game uh, while I was not responding to the fellas, but I did. Yeah, read. I was going to say, yeah, you saw it, didn't you, Jim? Yeah. yeah. No, I I saw it. Um, and <laughs> Wanya is awesome, but man, he's not the most attractive human being in the world, is he? But he's our left tackle, and we I will go to war for Wanya Morris. And so that was a positive, guys, right? Anybody want to say anything about Wanya? HW, oh, yeah. HWUW? <laughs> it was a Wanya. Yeah, there's, it's like uh, the parallel I drew with Wanya right now is like in, ba- it's like in baseball when you sign a veteran to like a one year deal and you're, you know, halfway, three quarters of the way through the year and you got a young guy who plays the same spot. You know, there's no real reason to, play donovan smith now for when he comes back um unless wanya just like absolutely you know shits his pants and uh you can you know is is not ready but he's looked ready in the quarter or the game and a half that that we've seen him um and it's not like he's been up against you know terrible pass rushers right i I believe wanya was blocking epinesa on the the clyde turnover maybe there was a tight end over there too uh, on the interception uh, by mahomes but Again, real, just like a really good play by AJ, and yeah, he's gone up against Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith and Vaughn. Yes. So, like, I yeah, I I think uh, you gotta keep going with with Wanya Morris, and so, um, you know, yeah, the rest of the offensive line I thought did did pretty well. They they got Creed for another hold, which he didn't look thrilled with. Another uh, false start on Juwan Taylor, which is absolutely infuriating. But at the same time, I thought at least two or three other times they could have gotten the bills for the same thing that happened last week. When I was watching the game in green Bay, there were a couple times where I thought they could have gotten it. And so um, I know we'll, we'll go this direction eventually, but the, the referees are really under a microscope right now, not uh, by the chiefs fans, of course, but league wide. And so, yeah, uh, if there is a bright spot last night on the offense, for sure, Chan, it's, it's Wanya Morris. He, he did well. Johnny, just take us on the uh, take us down that official's path. I've, you you've hinted at it twice. It needs to be discussed. Uh, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, well, it's it's where and, and what's there's a lot of uh, frustrations for me with it. Um, obviously directed at the officials, but I have a lot of frustrations with people that associate uh, blaming the officials as, as loser talk. Um, I, I guess I am just extremely frustrated with officiating as a whole because, honest to God, guys, I just, I just don't know the rules, I guess, like I thought I did. Um, a lot of my friends, you guys, everyone has a different interpretation of the rules, which to the officials' benefit of the doubt makes it an incre- incredibly difficult thing to do. Um, but there's so many inconsistencies, so many tendencies from crew to crew that you have to know about, so many judgment calls um, that I tend to get really frustrated. And more so than 
the Kadarius Tony offsides, which he was offsides. What what absolutely killed me was the review of the pass from Josh Allen that was in my, in my opinion incomplete. And that's not me trying to be a Chiefs fan. I just don't know how you call that complete and then say it stands after review. I was prostrate on the floor. Like I had been completely zapped um, when they said that that call would stand. Uh, and so, so frustrating. Uh, and obviously I want your guys' thoughts too, but I am incredibly upset with the officials. Obviously Patrick and Andy Reid uh, were uncharacteristically upset last night, but that furthers my belief um, in how I feel towards the officials uh, because I, I, I love Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, um, but more so towards Andy Reid. If Andy is going to talk like he talked, I fully back him 100%. I don't back – like I'm not going to listen to what anybody else says. All these fucking people going crazy on Twitter – uh, I'm listening to what Andy Reid says. And if Andy Reid says he normally gets a warning about that kind of thing, that's all. That, then, that, then, that's, then that's all I want to believe. And I read what Carl Sheffers said after the game. I read that they used the word egregiously offside. I tend to not understand why the word egregiously would be used keep in mind the neutral zone is an undefined it's a there's no dimensions of the neutral zone that are clearly defined there are shoulders helmets fingers toes in the neutral zone parts of it all the time and just for that call to be called there is incredibly tough to swallow for me even though um he clearly you know, uh, not even clearly to me, guys. He was like two inches. He was like h- half of his toes offside. And, you know, Creed Creed moves the ball, too. So, like, where's the nose of the football? The blue line of the neutral zone, the line of scrimmage is for TV. That's for TV. So, I just don't know how an official from halfway across the field uh, makes a call in that moment. And for Andy Reid to say he normally gets a warning there, uh, I got big reds back. I think a lot of I heard Ocho Cinco talk about this after the game with um, what was Shannon Sharp I think or whoever it was but just like I mean do you call that there that's that's the thought process like really do you call that there you just we saw the video this afternoon come out of Kadarius you know moseying over looking at the ref looking back didn't think anything of it because I mean if it's not but I mean it gets it like looking back at the all 22 and the above above ground footage he was I mean he was over but the football mind and aspect of that from a wide receiver standpoint, how much does that truly affect the play? If at all, 0%. That's why it was called two times last year and one time the year before they didn't call it. I don't know why it's an emphasis for the NFL because it does not affect the play. Not a percent, maybe a, maybe a quarter of a second. I I mean, it's just, uh, that's what's frustrating to me. Yes, it was, he made a man, he made a mistake. He lined up across the football, and you can't do that in the NFL. I gotta swallow that. But from a from a receiver standpoint perspective, like doesn't matter. You look over if you're not just you know blatantly winning off the line of scrimmage, which he was not pressed. He had he had a cushion on his coverage. There was nothing that was going to affect that. It affected zero part of that football game. 
you don't throw the flag in a game deciding play as such. Like you just, it's one-on-one like just sports. I I don't know if that ref just doesn't have the awareness there, but he decides to throw it in a huge part of the football game. And it was not a game deciding flag. It wasn't a PI in green Bay that literally, it wasn't something that was, it was just, it, I mean, that's not, you don't call that. You do not call that. To me, it's like, um, I love how you said that, Blaine, because there are a bunch of people that, well, you know, I'm so annoyed with people saying, well, you know, the the Eagles, the defensive holding on Juju in the Super Bowl, that directly affected the play, right? This call to me, I'm like trying to draw a parallel to, you know, this is not like the D Ford play because the defender, like D Ford being lined up like that is He's directly going at the quarterback to sack, like to get after the quarterback to affect the play. The parallel that I'm drawing to this is if like it's the end of a, ba- a basketball game and you make the free throw to go up and one of the guys has his toe on the three point arc and the guy's like, right. nope, right. It, it had nothing, it had not even yeah. one of the guys trying to rebound. Right. One of the guys has his toes on the three-point arc, right? And so other fans, this is the whole nature of this. They get to, they get to uh, rejoice in Chiefs fans being mad at this. And I guess this is why I spin it a little bit positively, because if you would have asked me 10 years ago if, like, my team would have been the team that's us versus the world like the Patriots were, I never would have believed that this would be my team, our, our, our team. This is our team, right? Everybody wants to – they don't want the Chiefs to go back. They want something new. Um, they tr- and, and people tried to do the whole thing. Well, the refs are always on the Chiefs' side. Such a rid- – there are so many low minds that talk football. It drives me insane. So many of them in the Chiefs fan base, too, that have really soured uh, this yeah. whole day for me. It's, it, is, it is appalling how low IQ some Chiefs fans are when it comes to this game. Um, And so I'm just, you know, I'm not going to waver. I'm not wavering. Like, this this is our team, right? And it's not gone well. They've lost all but one big matchup this year, right? If you you want to define, like, these big matchups, right? Opening against the Lions, they lost that. Um, They lost – against the Bills. They lost against the Eagles. They lost at Lambeau Field on Sunday night football, right? Like uh, Denver. Denver, right? Like the the Chiefs are like three and three at home this year. Not good enough, right? No. If you would say to me that the Chiefs – and let's say the Chiefs win out. They are playing some bad quarterbacks coming up. They can try to write this thing and get into a good position – if you had told me the Chiefs are twelve and five playing this level of football, like that's that's a good record. If you're telling me the catastrophic bad year for the Chiefs is twelve and five, give like give me that. There's going to be a year when we go on the road in the playoffs. There's going to be a year where they're not the one seed. I remember plenty of years having no hope at all that we were going to get in the fucking playoffs. Yeah. So it drives me crazy to hear some Chiefs fans talk and act the way they are right now. They lost a football game. They 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 have lo- lost multiple games this year. They should have won directly because of self-inflicted wounds. There is nothing we can do about it. 
We have got to go and beat New England. Yeah. That's yeah. it. It's a, really, it's a really awesome point, Johnny. New England is a must-win game. Um, and honestly, I like that mentality because this feels like a game a la Houston last year where if we weren't in this spot that we're in right now like we were last year, that we would go to Foxborough and it would be shitty. It would be really nice for them to go up there and put together some of the offensive pieces that we saw yesterday on, on Sunday, put them all together and destroy New England. They Don't, have to use yeah. Kadarius. They have they they cannot they cannot just move on from Kadarius. Like mm-hmm. what if Kadarius so is low not brain inv- thought. Yeah. No. If Kadarius is not involved, I what is the what is the alternative? More MVS, more MVS and Sky more? No, it's obviously been less of them. And the way they use Kadarius is is fun. They use him in, in, in dynamic ways. They throw they, they use him out of the backfield. They were throwing quick outs to him. The one that he dropped, he should have. They've had him lined up in the slot. He runs slants. They get him going downfield a little bit more. Guys, they 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 have to use Kadarius. Um, and so I'm not wavering, Chandler. No, and you shouldn't. You really shouldn't. Uh, I agree. Um, I might have said some outlandish. I don't think I said we should get rid of Kadarius, but I he pissed me off last night, flat out, um, because I won't back down from the fact that it is the easiest thing to do to just line up behind the football. It just is. It just really is at the end of the day. And I agree with everything you guys said about the call. Um, I don't think you make that call in that situation, but – it was, and the Chiefs lost, and we have to swallow it, and we have to move on, and this podcast does a great job of doing that. Boys, week 15 preview. We have Saturday football on this slate. We'll talk about it all on Wednesday night, I'm assuming. Back to our regular scheduled programming on the Figure It Out podcast. The Kansas City Chiefs lose yesterday 20-17 to to the Buffalo Bills. They are now 8-5 and on the season, and we'll head to Foxborough, Massachusetts, for a showdown with the New England Patriots. We'll talk about it Wednesday. Blaine, Johnny, I appreciate your guys' time. I'm going to a Christmas party with a Bills fan. Wish me luck. I will have my Chiefs regalia on. (laughs) Go Chiefs! Chiefs. (laughs) See you, boys.